Ready? This <laughs> volume. Wow. Oh, I can't do it. Really Door right. shut, This is a gorilla podcast. A collection of interviews, conversations, and hangouts with some of our favorite humans. It's an opportunity for us to pull back the curtain and talk about how we all got here or are getting here. I guess you could say. No edits. That's not Just true. Just uncut conversations about things we've learned, mistakes we've made, and all the stuff that keeps us going. It's another way, we hope, to be a little more human. A little more human. To be more human. (laughs) (laughs) There's something in there. This is Gina, Gina, everyone. Welcome to A Little More Human. Um, This is our second ever podcast. We're excited that you uh, were... Why are you, you know, nervous? decided to be part no. of this. Gina's nervous. She is nervous. It's okay. Yeah, well, okay. Gina's you also are drinking. You your insecurities. Uh, you should listen to episode one because I'm effing not insecure. Effing. <laughs> <laughs> we Actually, great. the whole time he's like, I can't wait to get this. Yeah, I'm self-aware too. Swear. See, I'll do effing for that word, but I will say the other swears. No, you guys I always say freaking and stuff. So I feel like I don't I'm ever use the like... C word. I don't like the C word, So, but I like the other swears. I'm going to interrupt both of you because... The worst thing about any podcast is when people banter and they have no clue who they are for oh, the, like, the longest time. But like they will get to know us eventually. But first, I would just like to say welcome. Thank you for being here, Thanks Eric. For Thank you for too. being here as well. Um, we're going to kind of get welcome. right into it. This you is the second ever podcast that we've done. And Gina is a designer, producer, uh, gosh, what creative else? Is she director, creative director. I mean, she really funny. Yeah, I think she brings um, a lot of alcohol. No, <laughs> <laughs> too close to home. <laughs> JK, we all. Um, so we're going to ask you a bunch of questions today. I'm going to ask you an initial question, and I'm sure that Eric is going to ask you a zillion. The goal of the goal of today, awful. actually, because the last time we just we just did the other one, and it actually went great. But uh, I did talk a lot and probably too much. And so probably what's going to happen is going to tell me to stop talking and tell you to start talking, yeah. which okay. will be more interesting anyway. So okay. yeah. hit it. Well, I can't even see you. So <laughs> it's okay. Um, the, my very first question is, how'd you get here? So you've been at Gorilla for what, like a year and a half, two years now? Two and a half years. Two and a half Kaden. years. So it's before sweet. you came here, like uh, the, the whole point of this podcast is to interview people about what they do in the media landscape. And you do a lot of different things. But I were kind of curious how you arrived here at Gorilla. And what was your journey of um, getting here? Sure. Like what made yeah, like me go back. even... Well, you guys are just curious about this in general. Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. 100%. I have a list going of things I want to know about Gina. <laughs> okay. Uh, how did I get to Gorilla? Well, I uh, started off like, how far back do you want me to go? Like, as where is it interesting. Started? If it's not interesting, I'll just make like a buzzer sound and then we'll just. Because I can go on. all the way back. Yeah, just go all the way back. Interesting. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, I'll answer the question and then we can, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started off as a designer, still a designer, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, I'm acting like it's past tense. Yeah, you're definitely still uh, that. Worked at an agency for seven years and then worked on a video project with you guys, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Zach Rung. Uh, it's okay. For I wasn't Hayworth. part of it at all. That's cool. <laughs> I don't know who was a part of it. You guys all showed up at that first meeting and were like, "Okay, cool." Yeah. <laughs> and then it goes. just <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out what it is. <laughs> What's your knot look like that we're trying to untie? And then, um, so worked on a video project with you guys where I was the client, mm-hmm. which is yeah. way better. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because you can boss us around? Than being on the... So well, just I? because he is... Yeah, like now, 
if I knew all of the work that actually went into video, I would have worked with you guys differently. I oh, feel this bad. This is where I take down notes. I like, I told Ross, I like apologized to him. I'm like, I'm really, really sorry. Cause you don't know, like as a client, you're like, okay, cool. You guys make videos. I see your work. It's probably really easy. You just bring a camera. Right? <laughs> Turn it on. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I've never done a video before. And also in fairness, that's probably everyone's job, right? If you don't do the work, you just make assumptions and it's always harder than you assume. Well, yeah, we're in the creative field. And so it's yeah. like, oh, we've hired illustrators and we've hired mm-hmm. interior designers. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's not like we haven't like resourced or like did things, mm-hmm. but like this is a whole different ball game. Right. Can you maybe unpack that just a little bit for but all the work that you guys <laughs> well no for yourself because like you have a very unique perspective to bring when it comes because like you were a designer and then you were a producer and like you were on the client side and then you were on our side really in the in the actual process of like um making a video yeah well i mean i think just from the client side and designer side it's a lot more thinking right it's you and a computer and a team and i'm not saying that's not a lot of work it's still a lot of like strategy and client meetings and like unpacking but then you you look at video and you're like, oh, you have like 15 people that need to like be a part of this mm-hmm. and you have to hand it off to an editor and then have regroups and then a color grade, you know, and like music and like all that stuff. Like I just never in my wildest dreams thought that the that's how it all went. Anyway, it was really interesting to me. And like I had done like photo shoots and stuff and I love being on set. It's just I think that's where everybody kind of is themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what it is about being on set if it's just like teamwork and like everybody's in this together and it's a lot of work. But being on set is great because I think uh, you get really caught up in client meetings and having to be like kind of one step removed from yourself. Like you can't swear or you know what I mean? Like just like simple things. Like simple I wish someone things. Had told me. Well, that's why I'm here. <laughs> because I swear a lot. Well, it was just nice to be around people that acted like themselves, right? Like they did yeah. I mean, there was a sense of professionalism. I want to act like we're a bunch of like crazy people. But um anyway, we were working on this video. We traveled, we went to LA, we did we went to Koreatown got drunk, ate a lot of food. It was just fun. It was a fun time. And so mm-hmm. I think after that, I had got to know Zach really well. And then we, uh, I saw that you guys had a, a position open up. I forget what you called it. If it was project, was project man- manager at the time. Project manager. We, we evolved that position a little bit. Yeah. yeah I don't know That's what, I still really don't know what I, other stuff. Yeah. I still don't know what to call myself technically. Well, that, I mean, that is, I think that's a good point though. And, and, we talk about this a lot, but I think that the geography that you live in, mm-hmm. in some ways, dictates even how you can perceive yourself in a, bit, yeah. a creative yeah, industry. Yeah. Because I think one of the reasons why you're so good at your job and why you can do the things that you do is because you do have the ability to sort of switch hats. And now you can switch more hats because you're a producer now. You sort of get all of that stuff that's going on behind the scenes that before was just all being revealed to you. Because you can do that, it makes you very versatile and, you know, a very... Uh, I'd say she's dangerous. dangerous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Dangerous. But <laughs> how often do you get called dangerous, But Gina? there's not... Every you day. know, what is the term for that, right? And I think in the changing landscape, I think a lot of... It is hard to have labels and it is hard to even have a title because someone like you that's doing design and producing, and you're bringing your own creative to the table on projects, and you're, you know, doing nine other things, 
you could wear, you know, seven or eight hats during a project. And likewise, someone else could wear seven or eight different hats, but different ones. You know what I mean? So do you think that's just because like working at like a small company? I think it's, it's because in this geography where we are, we're, we're doing this one from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, that's just a more viable way to work. And the larger the market is, the more you have to specialize. Yeah. Right? And I'm not saying it's not good to understand those things, but specialists are um, a little bit more employable in those areas because you're just a laser beam of talent. Right. Yeah. And here we, but that's part of the fun of it. I think, I don't know. I don't know what your opinion is, but does that stress you out know. or do you no, have to I'm still jump just around? trying to like figure things out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, know what I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. So you, you decided to take that job, which was like a project manager. And that, that yes. was a little while oh, yeah. ago. So like so maybe bring project us all the way up to now. Also didn't sound fun to me, but I knew that I had handled people. I had handled resources. I had been you know, in charge of branding projects, obviously, and mm-hmm. so forth. Mm-hmm. And so I was hoping that, and I, I guess it kind of worked because here I am, but by bringing a sense of design and branding and something that maybe you guys didn't have in-house, mm-hmm. we could do a little like payoff to each other where it's like, hey, I'll help you with design. And, you know, there's a lot that goes into that, whether it's like credits or typography for whatever or proposals, or maybe you have clients that actually want some branding projects as well. Mm -hmm. But in return, like I'm not saying I'm an expert in film by any means. Like I had done that project and I had been on set before, but you're going to have to like show me the ropes a little bit. So uh, I guess I, I bamboozled my way in here with that. But I think like even then, you, you know, the industry the was changing so much, but I don't think even two and a half years ago, we could have known how much we wanted to intentionally transition some of yeah. that stuff, right? So now yeah. like as a creative studio doing a fair amount of, you know, branding and strategy work and all these sorts of things that weren't really part of our portfolio two and a half so. years ago, you've been such a huge part of that oh and pushing gosh. that forward and even educating us now to the point where we can think a little bit bigger and go, okay, well, we need more Gina's around or we need a larger network of people that do a specific thing. I hope thing. you mean just people named Gina, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Because yeah. well, we, you know, we, we need a different Eric and Eric. So. <laughs> well, um, and also like I did it selfishly for other reasons too, where like I think I just noticed the landscape changing for design as well. Like a lot of people weren't just making logos mm-hmm. and brochures and websites anymore, right? It had to be like, you have to either be consulting and really on that end of strategy, like how to help companies mm-hmm. or, you know, like on the other end, it was just like people weren't, like there's so many templates out there now, right? right. Like people can hire, you don't need to hire a design agency to do a lot of this stuff anymore. Right. And I think I was just like seeing where the market was moving and a lot of it was motion, right? Like mm-hmm. video, social media, mm-hmm. little clips for social media, photography. Like it was really moving into just a lot of like content creation. And so I wanted to kind of see how I fell on that spectrum and how it could just kind of combine my skills. I have a question for you. Can I ask a question? Yeah, I was just going to say, well, you're kicking ass at it. And then, yes, you can go with your question. Confirmed. You are (laughs) kicking ass. Um, Thank you. My question... (laughs) (laughs) My my question is this. Having been on the side of more traditional agency Mm -hmm. and then coming over to what was, at the time, a more traditional production company and Mm -hmm. now seeing sort of all the agencies are taking on more motion ability, 
mm-hmm. right? And all of the production companies that I think are are succeeding are taking on all these other attributes, branding, strategy, all of this sort of stuff, right? What's your take having been on both sides um, of how successful those transitions will go? I've been reading a ton about that and watching our own transition, but is it easier? Do you think it's easier to go from the standpoint of, being a company that creates content and motion mm-hmm. and adding the skill sets to do design work, strategy work, et cetera, or to be on the other side, you do the design and the strategy work and now you have to add the motion component. Like what's your take on the either or? I mean, I think it's definitely easier for a production company who already has the mindset of motion to add branding and stuff. I don't know that's actually a tough question because it's like, do I trust you with a branding project? Like it's kind of who's overseeing it, right? Right, It has to be like the creative director, whoever's in charge needs to be able to have the mind to see motion if they're going to add motion into their work, you know, their work. Right, right. Or I'd say for a production company who's used to motion, I need to trust that your brain can see something in static form or web or, you Mm -hmm. know, the whole project. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a tricky question. It is, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it really depends on the person. I'd say traditional advertising, they are awesome at a lot of the strategy work, right? Like they are Mm -hmm. good Mm -hmm. at the business side of things. They go into businesses and they'll tell you exactly what you need to do, the touch points roadmap to change your business and kind of get up to speed with stuff. Right. Um, But also at the same time, yeah, like would I trust a traditional agency to produce films and content and social media and stuff. I mean, that gets a little trickier. I think they'd probably have to hire someone Mm -hmm. where, you know, what I've seen, at least from this production company, film agency, creative studio. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Yes. Everyone in the world. I was hoping I'd just keep going and you guys be like, yes, yeah, (laughs) that's what we are. Everyone working in our industry right now is doing what you just did in their mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that. (laughs) Like what I would trust coming from a place like this that I think is good is just how to be, how to disrupt a little bit. And like what I mean by that is you're not thinking traditional business sense. Not all, I mean, obviously not all the time, but just like um, how to just find moments or moments of realness, which Mm -hmm. I think is what people are looking for in even branding or print or social media is just like, what are these things that can um, catch somebody's eye or make them think differently about someone? That's a really hard thing to do, which I think storytelling and film does well. Yes. Nice. Very, very good. I think on that note, (laughs) on that note, what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? No, (laughs) wait, I wasn't done. I just wanted to add (laughs) that uh, we were talking about how I got the job here. I just want to add that I bought a book called how to be a, I don't know if it was how to be a project manager or how to be a producer (laughs) (laughs) two days before I started this job. And it was a really bad book. And you know what? I, I'm doing fine. Yeah. You didn't didn't need that book. One. Can we get a picture of you holding that book? (laughs) And two, can I read it? (laughs) Yeah. So you don't want to. It was bad. Like now that I look back on it, because I was like, I think it was like how to be a project manager in a film agency. Right. Oh, which is like. But like for word for word, because I was like, oh, shoot. Like I kind of like maybe need to know some things. No, like we just threw you in the deep end and like let you just kind of start swimming. I think that's the yeah. hard thing about this industry in general. Now I'm being more specific to motion, right? Is that I I think 
there are very few forms of really successful education besides just getting thrown in yeah. and then people being around to be like life preserver <laughs> you know, like you're drowning and eventually you just learn to swim <laughs> yeah i mean to be fair before i started my design job too i also googled how to make a brochure so i guess that's just wow. about, well you can find everything on the internet now that's true yeah. It's true. It goes back to a little bit of what we talked about with trust and relationships. I mean, she was trustworthy like enough Googled for sure. How to do your job. <laughs> <laughs> but she she was able to like be like, hey, I'm trustworthy. And then we're like, yeah, we worked with you on a project and we think you're trustworthy. I always but, like, you're at, but like you also had something, you had leverage in one realm like of something that we actually really did need help with. Yeah. From a design I didn't realize how bad you needed help with it. Yeah. No, you're, you're right. That's <laughs> true. It's very Not true. Not just from a because you're looking at it There's saying, like, oh, it'd be nice documents. to clean up some things. But I think that none of us could have predicted how much your yeah. your brain would be valuable, right? As we made that transition to say, like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, like, there's a leader in this, you know, in this area. Yeah. That was huge. There's, and that, I don't think, was we were like, on my mind. We didn't even op- know we were operating, like, with, like, a C plus, maybe, mm. when it came to, like, our mm. design stuff. And then you came in, and we're like, holy shit. Like... We were we, swear count. Kate and one. Yeah. First well, part. and yeah. I mean, I think uh, if I was to put anything in my resume moving forward, it'd be like just gives a shit. Like you can't teach people swear. to give a shit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that's just something that I feel like, whether it's because I'm a Midwesterner or what, but it's like I'm always gonna give a shit about what I'm working on. That's yeah. great. And you can't really. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. No, I like it. No, You're leading perfect. this work on good. Um, so speaking of leading that's work, can you talk about your creative process a little bit? Because you do do a lot of design work for us. Do you do. And you do, ah. do. I knew you were going to say that. That is great. I'm a very predictable person. It's been two and a half years, and now I know right when Gina's going to react. And that <laughs> do was do. a moment. Can you guess what my four-digit code to open my phone oh, is? Oh, God. Two, 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 two? No? What? I don't know. No, she, she's probably spells the word poop or something. No, it's numbers. Come on. You guys oh, okay. have an iPhone, right? Yeah. You're going to tell three, everyone on the internet your four-digit code? It's not like I can't change it. I just wanted to see if I was that predictable, but oh, obviously one, one, I'm one, not. One. No. One, two, three, four. Oh, my gosh. One, two, four, five. You guys don't know me. No, we don't. Not at all. Four, two, Forget two, it. Forget it. Okay, we're moving on. on. So let's talk about your creative process. So when you we, we have a... At, at this beginning stage of the process, password. or like when you actually helped one, rebrand one, Gorilla, one um, uh, when we Five first were doing our website and everything. This is so typical. Um, <laughs> but like, can you, how did you go? Do you go away and work on an island? Like, what talk? He goes underwater to ha- get inspiration. Um, it's true. Wait, wait till episode one drops. You're gonna learn all my secrets. So, but like, what is your process for like arriving at like, hey, I've got these different ideas? Um, how did you even come up with those ideas? Sure. Um, it, it It's different every time, for sure. I think uh, in, I'm going to bring us back to college. Is that okay? Yeah. Because this kind of great. helps. In college, um, I'm an art kid, art kid at heart. Used to compare my soul to the moon and... Oh, yeah. You know, all that, all that really emo is getting weird. stuff. <laughs> you have a lot of self-awareness for an art kid, though. That's what makes you really fun. Well, like, okay, you're the fun here's why I fa- didn't happen but gradually but um i i really hated how perfect everything had to be right mm-hmm. like i was really horrible at fine art i got d's at drawing still mm-hmm. lives and stuff and even like the um what's the class called we have to draw naked people they I had a name for it um Life i never drawing. drew the penis i had 
25 <laughs> drawings of this you guy. You never drew it? I never drew it. It looked like a folded napkin. It looked weird. <laughs> I didn't like it. It but looked I got, like a folded napkin. <laughs> it just didn't look good. And so I just didn't draw it. And My I would get My main takeaway from this interview is going to be that Gina is bad at drawing penises. <laughs> It's gotten better. Uh, it's gotten better. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I, I would just gravitate like towards the people that were getting D's because their art was so much more emotional, right? Mm. Like it wasn't this oh, really? perfect line drawing. And like I noticed that I would cheat sometimes. Sorry, art professors, I would cheat sometimes and like draw a grid and make it really mm -hmm. perfect. And I would get A's. And I thought that was awful because it's like, why does everything have to be so perfect? And I just kept realizing those small things throughout fine art. And so I just, re mm. I kind of just one day was like, I just want to start finding what's different, what's better. I don't care about my grades. Led me into design just for efficiency purposes and monetary value. But, um, mm -hmm. and friend value now. And friend value now. But I think my process always starts with just how to make something different. I don't want this to be exactly like everybody else's. I don't want it to be perfect. I want to find kind of the realness factor because nothing's perfect, right? Right. Like, and if you are, I'm just not interested really mm. in that. And I think a lot of people aren't interested in that avenue anymore. Um, so my first thought is just how to take what I'm given insights and kind of knowing you guys and, you know, what can we do differently or how can we pull out the little pockets that actually make mm -hmm. us who mm -hmm. we are mm -hmm. as a company, which I think actually works really well because I'm used to being on the other side of that, right? Client like, okay, here's who we think you are. Here's the colors that we think work for you, blah, 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 hand it over. And they need to start doing it internally in their company, right. which is really hard, right? You're like handing someone a template and you have no idea how it's going to work. This was great because, A, I got to know you guys for like a half a year, a year, mm -hmm. and then hand over who I thought you were and then see actually everybody using these templates and getting into the veins yeah. of the company. What you're referring to is like our internal rebrand yes. that you led. Yeah. Yes. Oh, is that yeah. what you were talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. 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 I just wanted to clarify oh, for yeah, the yeah, audience. Yeah. Yep. yeah, sorry. You did, um, you're doing great. How does that affect... I, I had one follow-up question on that. Yeah. So... You are in a unique position. And this is sort of what I was referring to before is that um, there's times where you're leading a project creatively, like a rebrand, um, something like that. Or you're leading a team on a project where we're doing a campaign of assets, right? We'll do an ecosystem, we'll do film, and we'll do social, and we'll do, you know, all of the sort of branding and art around like a product launch or something, right? But when you're on the producer side, when you're not doing that work and you're on the producer side, how does what you're just talking about play out, right? Because now you're empowering a director to create something, but you're also still using those talents and skills. Does that give you an ability to empathize that even all that stuff you're just talking about, like about, you know, having to create without perfecting, right? Keeping the life alive in a thing, letting it be human. How does everything you're just talking about allow you to be a leader on a project where someone else is a creative? Yeah, well, I think one of the good things about wearing many hats is I think the if I was to pull out a word of what makes me good at some of that is translate, right? I'm able to translate things well for people because I can understand it from, on many different levels, whether mm -hmm. it's aesthetic or logistics or empathy or keeping on someone's brand, like having all of those things in my head and listening to different types of people talk about those things. I'm able to gather it all, synthesize, and then kind of let the director know 
my thoughts on it based on my translation of all the things that are happening and all the words. And But that's hard to do, right? Without being so specific that now you're impeding on their creative process, right? Yeah. Like, because you're trying to create a f- sort of fertile soil mm. or whatever to grow something in. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. I don't fertile know. makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, it's a hard balance. <laughs> I was actually just more taken back that you used a garden metaphor and it wasn't sports or a cake, or a cake recipe. Well, I like to, you know, hit it out of the park every now and then. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right on that note. going to go ahead and go to the next By the way, uh, I kicked Gina's ass in the Gorilla Fantasy Football I League. I got second. She got second. And I never played, And I so. kicked her ass. Cool. He beat a girl. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Thank really? You. Thank we're you gonna go on gender like use, here. Yeah, gonna... I like to use the female card when I can. That's good. You were better than everyone else except for me, and uh, you were the only girl. So I don't think you get to use a female card. Oh my goodness! So uh, I do have a question for you. Uh, your heroes. So you you probably got some design heroes. You might have some film heroes. I'm genuinely curious about like. Um, who, and if you don't have necessarily design here, like who actually inspires you to kind of do the work that you do? So like when you say, I want to make sure that things are different, was it, was it that art kid that was getting a deep minus that you really loved and like, we're like, why is this kid failing or whatever? But what inspires you to kind of make those things different? Mm, this is a hard one. It's okay. It was hard, it for, was hard for me too. I, it was. I, cause I'm not specific. It, it's a moving target for me and it depends on how I'm feeling and what's going on. But maybe, maybe we could change it. If that doesn't work, we could change it to what inspires you. Yeah. Right. Sure. And even if that's I know hard, of a we can also just move on if it's that like, I mean, here's the thing. It shouldn't be hard. Right. Because it's like, yeah, who inspires you? Who did you look, you know, look up to? And I think in the, the funny thing about the era I grew up in, cause I'm so young and fertile um, (laughs) (laughs) is that it was saturated, right? Like I could just Google Mm -hmm. designers and art projects and it was just constant. Like it was turned more into genres than like specific people I was looking up to, like, you know, Swiss minimalism and like architecture and stuff. And so I've always found like this is our this way, like your first question is like, what's your favorite movie? And it's like, I have no idea because impossible, right? I grew up where I wasn't looking into specific movies or like. Wait, that, oh, that, that was that's Eric. my phone. Sorry, geez. What, remember that whole silent oh, thing? Oh my, my gosh. gosh. Mm, sorry. <laughs> well, now I forgot. We got to move on. Well, no, Swiss minimalism <laughs> architecture. You you were more interested in genres potentially, or it, it seemed that's like that's where you were going. Yeah. I mean, um, I just never really grasped onto one person was like, this is who I want to be when I grow up. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was a lot of things. It was the people I talked to on a daily basis or friends or teachers or, you know, there Mm -hmm. wasn't. What about currently though? Because it's not, it's not like you're in art school anymore. I mean, like, um, what about, uh, I mean, like in your current life, and this is why, I mean, people might be curious about who you are a little bit and like what actually makes you keep coming to the office or (laughs) why do you keep showing up to bat and like knocking it out of the park? I mean, there's got to be some motivation behind there and maybe you're just like, I'm really motivated and that's also okay. (laughs) Yeah. You know, (laughs) like, uh, like what TV shows do you watch when you're stressed, Gina? (laughs) See, this is what I know what it is. I know the answer to this. No, you don't. 
It's, I have guilty pleasures. Yeah, no, I know. That's the answer I'm thinking of. And what do you think? You didn't even know my password, so let's hear what you RuPaul. think. My... RuPaul's Drag Race? Yeah. Yeah, okay. see, nailed it. Boom. <laughs> That's not a I guilty pleasure, though. No, I'm just I saying. I just accidentally like, just purchased jam. an it's episode just... with a company credit card once, <laughs> and everybody oh. found out. Oh. Just wait till, just wait till Valerie's interview. Till we hear what Valerie accidentally purchased with a company credit card. Oh, my god! You won't feel bad at all anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. No, that's uh, okay. yeah. What's your jam? I think it's just. Uh, I think the problem is. It's actually I don't know if it's a problem. I think because I wear many different hats, it's not like I go home and like continue looking at like design or films. Of right? course, like I, I you can't actually. Right? Yeah, it's no, exhausting. It is exhausting, and that was actually a huge reason too why I kind of wanted to get out of the design field a little bit. Although I've. It's because you try to find time for that stuff once you get out of work, right? Absolutely. And it's the last thing you kind of feel like doing yeah. when you get out of work. So I spend my mm -hmm. time, you know, hanging out with friends or cooking or finding other outlets instead yeah. of looking at cool. I think that's such a good answer though. That's such a fair answer. Yeah. I think that I know, you know what? A part of me wanted to like just in. like lie right now to everybody and oh, be like, no. oh, this is actually who I look up to. Because I feel like people have that and I yeah. don't. I find completely different outlets that are not related to either of yeah. those things. Mm -hmm. I, no, I, I really think I'm going to switch this question uh, a little bit in the future to be like, what actually just motivates you? Because yeah. the reality is like everybody, I, I think it'll be people that are actually doing the work in the creative field tend to not go home and be like, I'm going to keep doing it right now. They're generally like, I'm going to try and somewhat just rejuvenate well, myself. But there I are think people it's that easy to confuse the, the tool, like the tools of creation, right? Once you understand sort of the framework of how to create something, for me anyway, like it does, it's better to get away from that and be inspired by things and then put it back into that frame, right? right? So like for me, I think the reason I'm so right. excited about even just doing a podcast, you know, right now is because I love just going and listening to a podcast, right? Like I have waterproof headphones and I go swimming and listen to podcasts. <laughs> like it's... I'll have to, I don't know anything about what you but, do underwater yet. But. Yeah, right. No, but I think like hearing other perspectives hearing um, ideas that don't naturally occur in your daily life or experiencing someone something like if you're really into cooking or whatever, right? Like that thing might actually ignite an idea or a process mm -hmm, or whatever mm -hmm. that then you can frame with the tools that you have at your disposal. Yeah. yeah. And I've been thinking about that too, because like sometimes I'm like, okay, well, if I ever did want to put a lot of time into a design project or like a movie or a short or something, I almost feel like I'd have to quit. Like, I feel like I can't have a full-time job and put that much creative energy into something because I'd be that person who comes in at 1 p.m. because I was probably staying up all night. Like, you really have yeah. to shift your way of life to do that stuff, which it is will, fine. But and we'll get a little bit more into this, like, as these podcasts go on, right? Because I think that one thing that we're or still struggling with at Gorilla yep. is that we have these passion projects that we yep. do, yep. but they don't necessarily have a format yet, right? Where you could go, I've got a thing that I want to create. And then we go, and then we can say back to you, okay, here's the format, right? In, how we can in six months, yeah, yeah. you're not coming in for a month and you go do whatever makes you feel happy and you create this thing or, or structure it and then come back to us with it. Eventually, we need to create a process that feels like that because right now it's still very spontaneous, right? Somebody just has to sort of, 
have that drive to just be like, I will stay up all night and ignite something before everybody follows up. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's a big goal. We have to create that for people because it is hard to be responsible um, and be a, a good partner for your clients, be a good partner for the people that you work with, and also give yourself the space to create. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and if not neglect any relationships that you have or any of that, like you takes a lot of time to do this. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad like businesses are starting to have to say that without the employees constantly coming to them, because I can't imagine what it's like owning a company or running a business. So I'm sure there's many really easy, factors. not stressful, <laughs> super simple. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, but I think people are just starting to actually realize that these are people and humans behind these jobs. And it's really difficult to juggle yeah. it all. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, let's create a business where I'm giving back to you just as much as you're giving back to me. That sounds great. Right. No, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. And right now, I mean, Gorilla's unique in that, I think, and maybe this is a little uh, presupposed. I'll let you know. Yeah, exactly. But Gorilla's unique, whereas like if you if you came to the table and said like, I need to take two weeks and go lock myself in a cabin because I just have to create this thing we would find space to do that. But right now the the onus still lands on you to initiate that, right? And I think the thing that we have to continue to format is that when you have incredible responsible people like you, those that that same those same qualities that make you that sort of a person also prevent you from going like I'm going to go take something now, right? Yeah, like I'm going to go say I'm leaving and I'm going to do this. Um, when you could, but that wouldn't be the thing that would naturally occur to you. So how do we create the space that allows you to do that? That almost yeah. forces you to do that. Yeah. It says like, hey, at this point in time, this is a sabbatical, you know, a couple of weeks. Sorry, <laughs> we don't want to see you. I think that that's, <laughs> that's the thing we're yeah. all learning together about, you know, how do we make passion projects work? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we don't really need to stay on this question any longer unless there's well, anything I can that you publicly say, though, now, you know. If you have an idea, you come tell me away. that you're going to leave for a couple of weeks and I will high five you. I do yeah. think, don't you? Okay. I will say last comment about it though, is I feel like being in the creative industry though, it's hard for that to happen sometimes because you might come back with nothing, right? You like that's the whole thing. Nothing. Yeah. You have to be allowed to come back with nothing. Yeah. And that sucks because people, it doesn't suck, but it's, I think people are so used to coming back and be able to measure the success of something. Right. I and think, this is yeah. like. Can I tell a story? Can I can, can I tell real, one story? Yeah, you can tell one story, but real quick, I, okay. like I think people tend to be really hard on themselves, especially in the creative field, because of the performance and the need to be right. Because you, if yeah. a client has a need that is very specific, you have to deliver on it. Mm -hmm. There's no like failure metric there. But the reality is like creation takes a lot of failure. I mean, mm -hmm. in any act of even like, what creating, we're doing right now, we're yeah. going to look back on this in a couple of years and just be like, Ugh, yeah, why, why did we, we do these? Why did I ask way? those questions the same way the first couple of times, you know, that kind of stuff. But like, there's still having the, the confidence in yourself and then also like the confidence in the your team to be like, oh, I stumbled and it's not the end. That's a really hard balance, especially for creators. And I, th I I've noticed that creatives tend to be really hard on themselves in that space instead of just being like, it's okay. Like, I'm going to keep trying to I think to that's create. a new thing, though, too. I think that because we're so inundated with um, concentration of 
whatever people are creating, right? My Instagram feed is just full of things. So it makes me feel like people are just creating incredible things all the time. When in reality, you know, it might take someone a year to create this Mm -hmm. thing, but it's followed in a feed by something somebody else took a year to create or whatever. So it's a lot of pressure. And, And you don't, it's impossible to be creative. Well, maybe it's not impossible. It's impossible for me to be creative under fear, right? Fear to me like subdues creativity. And I think that's kind of what you're saying is like, well, if you say I'm going to leave, then you're immediately putting this pressure on yourself to come back with something, which isn't, you know, isn't what you need to create in the first place. It makes it impossible. Do you know this? Do you know yeah. the Bob Dylan story? Have I told you this story? Is this your story? It's a, Yeah, it's awesome. But you respond first. It's awesome. I'm going to tell it because it's so good. <laughs> well, but. no, I was just going to say quick, like creatives have it hard from the beginning, though. Like as soon as you tell your parents, like, I'm going to go to art school. Right. It starts right. from there because not that I had this experience, but I know a lot of people that do where it's like, oh, you're you're not going to make money. You know, you're you, so like right from the beginning, you feel like you have to be something. Uh-huh. Right. And uh-huh. that's like, I think where it starts. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. A lot of ego. My parents made me go to both at the same time, traditional school and film school, because they're so nervous. Traditional school? Yeah, what does that mean? (laughs) You just went to college. College. (laughs) That's what what us kids that were homeschooled growing up call college. (laughs) Traditional school. Oh, right. I forgot about your Um, homeschool. Okay, tell tell about Okay, the Bob Dylan story is interesting. Um, And I'll probably paraphrase a little bit, but the general idea is this. Bob Dylan, he writes his first album. It's incredible, obviously. And Mm -hmm. goes on tour in Europe. And whatever label he was on then had signed him up for another album. Mm-hmm. And he just couldn't write it. Like, he's just like, this album, shit. Like, I hate it. To the point where on tour, he made up his mind, he's not going to make any more music. He will quit. Right? So he comes back to New York. He probably, I don't know in the story, does he deliver like some shitty album or something? I don't know. But he comes back to New York. He sells his apartment, sells everything off his guitar and art supplies, packs everything into a vehicle and just drives to upstate New York to be an artist in like a farmhouse in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And in two days, writes his entire next album. Because like he created the space. Immediately he yeah. got rid of the fear. Boom, there it is. And like I resonate with that idea so much. Yeah. Because just the knowledge of the pressure is just enough to limit sometimes. Yeah, that's But awesome. the older that you get, I think, and the more responsibility you have in life, it also becomes like even harder to create that space. Yeah. Yeah, you, you kind know? of have to game yourself, and I you like can just cough, Gina. It's fine. No, I'm trying not to burp. This coffee is making me very the coffee. No, I think I have to game myself or like trick myself in order to like make stuff because, like, I mean, two small boys. Married. I was gonna say you guys have families. I yeah, can't even really imagine hard. because it's like it's you like can't create. just yeah. How do you even create the space? Like, I, you at force least your I just job have a to let dog you make a podcast. A... Well, you know, one of the answers is <laughs> you allow yourself to make something that is so far beneath your own standards. So like that video that I just put on Instagram. Of your sons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So my kids want to make a video. You you edited that though, right? With them sitting there telling me what to do. Right? When they're like, we need explosions here. I was still like, oh, I bet you put a lot of effort into it. I did. Two days straight of them like over my shoulders, like telling me what they wanted. But the point is, is it's, you know, a 5D out in the woods. Like it looks like garbage. It's a 5D People going to know what that is. Yeah. It looks like garbage. It sounds like garbage. It's clearly from and the brains awesome. of two eight-year-olds. And because my name is on it, though, because I'm making this with my kids, I have to get myself out of that and just be like, 
no one is going to hold you accountable for this thing you're making. Just put on the damn cardboard box and be the robot and you're fine. (laughs) Like, you see that 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 self-critique is like, I think. But that's the artist curse, right? Like it's, you're always sort of thinking that way of just like, I'm going to invest this time and energy into something. Mm -hmm. And then you're trying to marry that with what you said earlier is like, nothing should be perfect. Mm -hmm. And yeah, well, nothing is going back to your original point. You, I mean, like when you were trying to draw a di- you know, the a penis, and it needed to be perfectly <laughs> oh, no, constructed. I didn't even... But like you, you, you used perfectly graphs and things to like get get there. But you realize like this isn't real. Yeah, and that's the funny thing about it is like we kind of like trip over ourselves, but the reality is it's always going to be part of it. Yeah, uh, you, the act of creation itself is the actual good thing. That's the exactly. That's the. Trick. It's a weird time for branding though, because of that, right? Because the things that are some of the most compelling things in the world right now, as far as motion, are things that break all of the rules of um, content standards, right? And yet as a brand, if you only make things like that, you will very quickly lose any respect for your brand, right? You have to find that balance to say, where's the bar? How do we set the bar? And then how do we augment it with things that are authentic, which is the worst word right now, but like, realistic, right? Honest, I think is a better thing. And that's a really hard balance that all these brands are trying to figure out is like, how do we do both at the same time? Like, how do I tell you that this is of the quality that you would associate with the highest end product and also deliver something that is so honest that we don't even care about like all of the bells and whistles and pomp and circumstance. Well, and also getting feedback that whole time. Yes. Like, social media and the way that people can respond and either like break your brand or like make it thrive. Right. It's like terrifying a little bit. I can't imagine. I think it's, I think it's, it's exciting. I I do love that because the reality is like, it's how brands always should have been operating on some level because you can't, you can't hide. You just have to be able to adapt quickly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the speed is pretty important. And something that I think everybody's going to, it's only going to get faster, which is, it's also really important for, creating things you know what i mean speed oh gosh okay all right Gina, you, did you guys know same, can edit this a same little book bit. actually that i got the bob dylan story out of um just goes through an entire chapter of how many people over the course of history that made awesome things that were, were on, speed. on speed yeah i'm not surprised and that is i'm not on speed but you know <laughs> probably help my wife on our very first date thought that I did cocaine because I was so high I thought high you used to do cocaine. Too. I thought you did cocaine yesterday. <laughs> well, the reality is I've never done cocaine in ever? my entire life. Ever? Never even tried it. Never even tried it, which is Wait, crazy, have you tried it? cocaine? No. <laughs> oh, okay. She it. This would be a fun place to find out. <laughs> Let's talk about all the drugs. Moving on to the future. So, Gina, um, uh, this is going to be an interesting question uh, because uh, I, I want to ask you about this because the the subheading of this podcast is like conversations in a transmedia world. And I'm kind of curious what like hopes, fears, or excitements you have about like our changing landscape when it comes to being a creative studio, but also like your job specifically. Um, And I think you should say all of them, hopes and fears. About just like, you're just talking about the creative So like as a producer or or as as a a designer or like, so like what you just which said. Which part of me yeah. do you want to know? Exactly. I, I like which whichever one you you'd like to what? actually be honest <laughs> about, because oh. you like you just said about social media, where like it's you know people can destroy your brand or like validate it really quickly. Does that give you pause? Does that give you hope? Like what? Like I want to know the answer. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 
Um, this will be on the record for all time. I'm probably going to answer this not exactly how your question was laid right. out. Yeah, that's just going to start talking about my hopes and my fears. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I guess like my my hopes, um, there's always, I think, going to be, whether it's called like advertising or, you know, there's, there's always going to be people that are presenting what they have to yes. offer, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a product or a thought or whatever. And I just hope, I guess, as somebody who works with these people, these, you know, clients or whatever, mm-hmm. influencers, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, right. I think my hope is that they just, they're more trusting and willing along the way. Because I think what's happened, or at least the the places I get more fearful is I start working with um, people that are kind of unaware or they're not good at delegating. And this isn't necessarily just like talking shit about clients in general, but like right. even if no, it's just like, right. friend, you know, it's yeah. just like people that I'm working with. It's just like, you need to be able to go on this journey with us. And I know it's scary sometimes, right. but we're right. going to like work through it together, right? Like my job and integrity is on the line just as much as your business. And I'm right. not sure people are always aware of how like loyal people are. People. Yeah, people? no, this is That's good. Right. <laughs> That's yeah, I talk. love what you're saying right now. Coffee. Um, people are aware that how much like, maybe people have ruined, they've been burned, right? Like yeah. maybe people haven't cared. And it, so I can see why there's some walls up sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I think my biggest fear is just working with people that um, don't care aren't like willing to kind of like really find who they're talking to or just making guesses. And, you know, it's like, I really want this landscape to not be superficial. I want it to really hit home with people that are looking for whatever advertising is offering them or, Mm -hmm. you know, product thoughts, et cetera. I don't Mm -hmm. even know what to call it anymore. Advertise. I hate the word advertising, but. So yeah, I um, think two for two, (laughs) two for two, everybody (laughs) hits the word advertising, but you're right. Cause like, what that's what actually excites me about the social media landscape is because um you can't be i know we don't like the word inauthentic but like you can't fake it because you'll get found out so fast mm-hmm. and like yes we all know that there are people that are genuine buttholes online or just our president, but like you can. Oh, oh whoa! Like, like, I didn't know we're that going was there on this like, podcast. Uh, I, I didn't know like, either. You can, Dang. There, there are like, always like linchpins that will be like the abnormal, but the reality is like things will bend towards like no, that's not going to be all right. You can't just tell lies and then us not find you out eventually. Like brands right. struggle with it really a lot because people are actually investing money in it, and then they're like, if this isn't what I wanted everybody's going to know about it. Like, yeah. yeah. And I don't exactly know what I mean by that. Cause I know that's kind of, it sounds really yeah. idealistic. It's like, I don't expect the CEO of P and G to really use all of the, you know what I mean? Like, right, I don't know right. what I, what I want, but I, it's like, I at least want him to delegate to people that do use the product or who do find passion at it right. and work with those people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's and then, great. yeah, that's, that's where I hope the future goes. I like that a lot. I like that a lot too. I think that that is the follow-ups? that's the foundation of better content, right? The reason you say like, oh, I don't like the word advertising is probably because advertising is something you associate with being superficial, right? Yeah. Even though the reality is, is like, it's a descriptor of two ways of doing things, mm-hmm. right? A superficial mm-hmm. way and an honest way. And it's hard to be honest if you're not um, a believer in something yourself. Yeah. Right. And I want to work with those people that are doing it. And my fear is that it's going to start getting more like these people are going to be more and more unattached or I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think that those are potentially concerns. like the 
Yeah, poten- or potentially the lines become more contrasted, right? Yeah. You have your groups of people that are incredibly attached and it looks more and more like influencers and things like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then you also have this other camp that's trying to figure out how to wield those people, which um, there will, will not be, be plenty successful of for forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they'll probably pay certain influencers plenty of money to support things that they don't necessarily believe in, but a paycheck will look really nice. But even then... That doesn't, it has a lifespan and it's generally short. I think we've seen the other side of it, though, that's really fun, even with, you know, Camp Mana, with distributing mm-hmm. the movie and mm-hmm. finding, creating content that represents us and then finding people that are aligned with the ideals. And when that happens, they're like, oh, can I have some of that? Because I yeah, want to use it. For it. Yeah. Can I, right? can I make a meme out of your movie? Yes, please. <laughs> you know, like that, that's the, and I know that's one tiny example, but the idea of that finding those alignments, I think is going to be the trick for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, we've got one other question. And then if Eric, if you got any other questions you'd like to ask, feel free. But um, words of advice. So if you wanted to be a designer, if you wanted to be a producer, uh, we get these emails. We both get the same LinkedIn messages sometimes from people. Um, what advice would you give them? And I, and I know that it can be tricky to do this a little bit, but like, That's I'd like you to be candid. A book on house. Right. But like, I mean, like, we're all working on being candid around here. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. So, so you have to be candid. What advice can you offer those pursuing a career in your field? Mm. Um, and what is your field? <laughs> no, just kidding. And who am Some I? No, it is funny having like, because it's like almost different advice for different Mm -hmm. people, right? Um, So I guess word of advice for designer, Mm -hmm. it will be simple Mm -hmm. just for people newly coming in the field. Um, My biggest tip and the thing that has always worked for me is do exactly what you're told and then do something that you want to do. Oh, that's so good. That's a really good practical piece. Okay, of now advice. dive into that though. Can you oh. can you go back to like? Oh, go into water use a with specific, you. Yeah, go into water. <laughs> can you do a specific <laughs> example, um, or a, a specific experience? Because I think that needs to be unpacked a little bit for someone sure. else to say like. Because the pre- what's happening is the pressure is coming to fit within a box because all of these constraints are put in, and you have to sort of do that because there's a responsibility, right. but then sometimes you also know like what I put in here will not be right. Right. And not even like that. I think it's just, it comes down to, you know, as any intern or like new person at any job, I think it's, you always want to prove yourself too. Like you're like, oh, I can do better than this or I can do more. And I Mm -hmm. always, I feel like get questions of just like, hey, do you think it would be bad if I show them this, which I think is correct versus what they told me. And it's like, Mm -hmm. no, no, no. Because you don't know all of the insights, everyone they've talked to, like do exactly what you're told because that's going to be helpful, whether it's wrong or right. Maybe mm-hmm. we don't want that. And you're communicating and then, something about yourself and your trustworthiness and all those. Sort yeah. Of things. It, yeah. It comes down with trust. It comes that you're doing what you're told and then, and then present also what you have, because I think it also shows that you go above and beyond. It shows right, how you're thinking right. through mm-hmm. problems yeah. and problem solving. And then maybe it even is the right thing, but you need to show them visually right. what they're missing. And so I just always thought that was like a good practical that's thing great. that's helped me, whether you're new or old in the field. I think it's just helpful. And then producer, yeah, besides yeah. buying that book, 
Um, <laughs> that you said was terrible. <laughs> producer's hard. I think uh, a part of me that loves the producer side of things is because I'm, I like being efficient. I thought you were like, going to say in charge. I like being in power. Um, I never feel like I'm in power. I was going to say, I don't, I've never as a producer been like, I'm in charge. <laughs> no, a lot of it is relationship, right? That sounds so cheesy, but uh, the more sounds that... awesome. Um, I've always been told, I think, that I can kind of adapt to people. You, yep. Like mm-hmm. I can, and I don't know if that's with empathy. I've never really tried to psychoanalyze myself, but, or maybe just like wanting people to like you. But I think something comes with, you are working with a completely odd group of people. One person is a nerd. Another person is a popular kid. The other person is, yeah. A, yeah. you know, like you're working yeah. with so many different types of people yep. and you have to relate and be able to empathize yep. with all of these people that's and get them advice. on your team yep. to take charge in whatever you're about to go through. And mm-hmm. so I think just making sure that you're not short with people, like listen to them, make sure you're hearing them. And um, even if something doesn't come from it, at least they felt heard and stuff. So it's really just all about people, I think. Awesome. Is what I've learned. Awesome. You're a good producer. No. He's going to get sentimental. I know. I know. He I, is, I'm, getting, like, he's like giving, he's I'm like getting, getting a little emotional. Like, little listen, because I'm listening. They're going to see it on the film, which I don't I know, like. That but we're like, being when I listen, right now, but he's, he keeps giving me the eyes, and I keep moving further behind yeah, my I'm just like, like so, like, I don't know. He's like a proud dad. I admire you. I, I really do. Like, I think that. <laughs> don't call him my dad. He doesn't need to be I don't. I didn't hear what he just said, but I don't know. Oh, God. No, that's weird. I said, like, a proud dad. That's weird. At least he's going to say daddy. Oh, yeah. See, Okay, guys, I didn't go that far. You took it that far. <laughs> so now, no, no, I think that that I know that comes natural to you. It doesn't come natural to everyone. And I think having done this mm-hmm. with Gorilla for quite some time and interfaced with a lot of different people that have a lot of different approaches to these things and, and frankly, just a lot of different presuppositions about what this is and where they put their own priorities in hierarchy. I think the way you described it to me is exactly the best way to achieve success. So yeah. I think that's amazing. Yeah, I guess I, I could have it. said like logistics, budgeting. Those are all important things, right? But yeah, if they aren't in service of the person, yep. then I, I said this on the last one. I'm like, there are a lot of ways to do things. Oh yeah. The way you just described is the way I resonate with and the way where you put a budget first and walk over everybody to get there or you put your ego first and walk over everybody to get there. There's been some pretty freaking cool stuff made over the course of history that way. I just don't want to make it that way. Right. And I don't resonate with people that make it that way. So I just, I really like what you said. Okay, good. Do you have any final questions for Gina before we kind of shut this sucker down for episode two? Shut the sucker down. No. No. Cool. I don't think so. Well, Gina, I don't think I, so. I, she she nailed it. She did nail it. Uh, I really appreciate you being on this episode. Um, Thank you, guys. You really killed it. Thanks for being part of Gorilla in general. Thanks uh, for being a guinea pig on this, right? Like we will look back and think. I think oh, yeah, you're always going to have that. But that's good, right? Talking if you about don't, penises. If we don't look, let's the just make a deal. Okay, penises. here's a deal right now. If we the don't look back of at what this, I work at every day. That's debatable. Um, <laughs> If we look back at this in three years and we don't think it's absolute shit, we all quit. Deal? 
Sure. <laughs> I'll be quitting. <laughs> I always love this stuff. Let's talk in three I want to look back and say, oh, we could do that so much better now. Uh, yeah, yeah. I probably will too. No. Okay. No, this it's been fun. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for Wait, watching. For we have like a sign off. We do. Yeah. Like yeah. Sign off. Sign off is don't be a dick. Oh, don't be a dick. Okay. Don't be a dick. Cheers don't to you. Don't be a dick. Cheers. Get better so. coffee cups too. Oh, yeah. We'll do that as well. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.